Um, what I would say is I need a number one. So can I leave you for two? Well, maybe a minute, 60 Why? seconds. Why don't we just smash out four more and then we're No, because I need a piss half. really badly. You've been holding it for ages. I'm That's 30... why you're so snappy and weird. I'm, 30... I'm 36. I don't have the bladder. Have. You know, give your bladder another 10 years and see how you are. Let's do another four. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Happy New Year. I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hello. We're guys. We're going to be talking about film. It's the Guys on Film 2016 Year in Review. That's right, Ian. Well, you've uh, <laughs> really begun the year, kicked the year off with an uh, interesting retort at the end of that. Yeah. Uh, keep keep them coming throughout 2017, That's, Ollie. Yeah, I'm going I'm to try. I'm going to try my hardest. Um, can you try harder than your hardest? Uh, yeah, I can give it a go. Hundred and I mean, I can I can stop percent. saying your name if that makes you harder. <laughs> that's a that's a callback to last week. So if you haven't heard it, then go back stop, and listen to the Christmas spectacular. It. Yeah, and then come back. Yeah, no, nothing in this episode will make any sense unless you've heard the Christmas spectacular. Yeah, and all the other previous podcasts. Um, so this week's episode is going to be uh, a different format to all the rest. It's going to be part one of our two-part investigation into 2016's movies. Sure. So the first half before our intermission and uh, life scores will be January, February, plus March. Okay. And then coming in after the intermission, we're going to go through April, May, uh, June, before we end part one. Leaving yeah. you on a cliffhanger on, for 2016 on a, year in review. On annual tenterhooks. Um, biannual tenterhooks? Yeah. Okay, sure. Bi-anal tenterhooks? <laughs> Moving on. Um, Swiftly. And, and I mean, as far as cliffhangers go, um, leaving somebody waiting to hear about what films came out six months ago is probably just about the top one on my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, for for added drama and yeah. effect, so that's what we'll be doing today. Let's uh, go. I'm ready. You're certainly um, ready. I am indeed. Okay, so I've got my Happy New Year's uh, IPA that I'm drinking here. So on the thinking syrups early to get the XP on the go. Well, I've had an XP bonus because I've already had one thinking syrup. I'll confess that I have as well, and I had it with some steak. All right, so you're really ahead of the game. Steak actually makes me more sluggish. People will be able to hear that in my voice. Okay. I'm certain of it. Well, let's just so try and let's just try and up the ante a little bit. So, let's hit it. Jan- January. What you got me? January. Okay. Well, the list that we're going to be going through today is derived from Wikipedia, the most reliable source of all information. Yeah. Um, I've cut out some of the stuff that's just shite um you'll agree the listener listeners at home will certainly agree i've kept a lot of the stuff that's considered to be shite so in january uh this list for whatever reason i think it's american did not include this film but room which was actually an oscars contender last year um it wasn't in it but actually it was released in january in the uk and that's when i went to see it so well done what's that what's that one about then so it's about a child and uh, their mother being kidnapped. 
and the entirety of the movie um, is well, not the entirety about. Oh, mate, don't spoil it for four, people who haven't seen it. Uh, a large proportion of the movie is set in one room. May or may not be. There's no going back. Okay. I'm pretty certain that that would be in the synopsis anyway. But yeah, they spend a lot of time in this one room. They've been kidnapped and it's their quest to get out and seek redemption. Uh, it's very emotional. I mean, I, like, I what say. I've got instantly got to ask you, I mean, like, obviously, like, Lord of the Rings, that was a quest, you know, a quest to take a ring uh, from a wizard and throw it into lava. How much of a quest can you have in one room? I mean... Surely uh, a quest this, has a bit of travel involved. But this is emotional travel. Oh, right, okay, right. Can you just think a little bit more outside the box, Ollie? Okay. Otherwise, we're never, we're never going to get through this episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it'll so be yeah, a four-parter. I think it's already well on its way to being a six-parter. <laughs> um, or a 12-part year in review. Yeah. I seem to remember it came out at the same time as something else that was based entirely in a room, but I do like films where they're restricted to one specific location Um, and I think that stretches as far as uh, like maybe an entire um, office block like Die Hard Mm -hmm. or Judge Dredd or and then um, something like maybe like 127 Hours or Buried something like that yeah yeah, exactly location yeah or Rope by Hitchcock I think is pretty much in one room I quite like that it sort of forces people to be constrained and I mean actually some of the same uh, stylings and uh, things that are used to progress a story in a confined space are the types of thing that actually they're really interesting to watch unfold in the likes of um, Shipwrecked Right Tom Hanks is Shipwrecked No, Castaway Castaway Well he's Shipwrecked uh, but he's not actually on the ship that film, Plane Crashed. <laughs> Bearded Man with Tom Hanks. So when he's up, when he's on an island, he's confined yeah. to an island in Castaway. Yeah, Island the Man. Yeah. Island Island Man. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks is Island Man. <laughs> island Man. <laughs> That's Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah. I, I am Ireland Man. <laughs> um. Come on, cheer up, Liam. I will kill you. Um, There's no need so for that. So that, that's room. I would rate that relatively high. Would you I'd say that. add that through your watch list? Uh, I've already seen it, mate, but I'd, add it, I'd certainly add it to your watch list. All <laughs> oh, right, okay, thank you. Yeah, I'd say that's probably like a, a three or four star film. So and, we, uh, uh, sorry. Went on a journey. Ian, um, you've just dropped a little bit of a, a thing there, I believe. So now we are an official out of five couple of guys yeah oh five couple of guys yeah i mean you've just are we rated, five are we five guys you've just rated something out of five um and normally our, list, our listeners our listeners know us for rating things on an 11 point scale right <laughs> so can I you thought it was 20 can you just yeah, for you it is but can you please stay on brand that's what i'm you know think of our central pillars and one of those is the 11 point scale so uh, what I'm, would you give the say, room out of ten? I'm going to say room. Room. Sorry, not is, the room. Yeah, but you also said rum. Rum. Like, <laughs> you know, like brum brum. Yeah. I'm a car. Yeah. <laughs> brum. Yeah, if you're a child. Room. 
I'd give a seven or eight. Okay. Which is higher than if I doubled the stars. <laughs> okay. So seven point five. Uh, there was also um, thirteen hours. The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Okay, so Ian, that is one that I have seen, and I know that it. it I know that seeing that one and paying any sort of money for it troubles you greatly. I think this is the thing. Just to digress a wee bit before you get on to thirteen hours, right? Um, for the listeners at home, we've been trying to cram. So, or, or you know, you could be on the move as well. Yeah. You, you might might not be at home. Uh, Don't judge. Let, just live your life. Yeah, Do what we, you want. Look, whatever, We're not mate, stopping you. What, whatever. Listen wherever you want, mate. Yeah, so we've been cramming our 2016 in at the tail end, just yeah. right before this episode, yeah. so that we would come with some form of inform- informative yeah. slash opinionative stuff to say. So I've, I've crammed in a couple of films over last night and this morning. Yeah. You've crammed in 13 Hours and The Shallows. Yeah. So 13 Hours when we talked about it, I was like, nah, mate. I'm, un- I'm unwilling to spend the £5 to get that on VOD. Yeah. Um, and but I the was shallows, willing. I was willing. Um, so can The I just- Shallows, I understand, has left you with a sort of interesting groinal state. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Might have to. 13 so, hours. Listen, 13 hours. So it's uh, a Michael Bay film, and it's about uh, an incident that happened in 2012 at the U- uh, US um, embassy in Libya. And some insurgents attacked the compound, and there was a place maybe a mile down the road where stationed there, there was some kind of military sort of contractors, and they were told that they basically had to stand down and wait, and they weren't allowed to go and kind of like chip in and uh, and help their fellow Americans. So what I would say is that if you give this film to three different directors, you, you would get three different films. So Michael Bay's had his version. And then if you look at something like, what was the film about Osama Bin Laden? The one that kind of like was Oscar nominated and stuff like that. Zero, zero Dark Thirty. Oh, Thursday. yeah. Um, so... Yeah, with Jessica. Yeah, so they it. are both polar opposite in, in how they approach the politics of it. And I think that's where you're uneasy. And what I would say is that it does sort of paint a heroic picture of these guys, which is fine because the truth of the matter is is that whatever they did was brave. But basically, Michael Bay has just made Transformers with insurgents. He doesn't treat them any differently to robots that change from cars into uh, robots and start fighting. I mean, there's... There's like a mad car chase, like within about 20, 30 minutes. And it ends with these guys driving into like a, a digger bucket, which is coincidentally at head height in a like a gory, in a gory fashion, <laughs> just plowing straight into it. And there's like loads of shots of the insurgents like shouting into megaphones and being like really brutal. And then intercut with phone calls back home where like guys learn that their missus is a pregnant or their kids are missing them or they're missing out on stuff and so there's there's a strong imbalance there's yeah there's sh- shouty brown people yeah. and there's um people with huge backstories and um loving care and attention to well, the wouldn't for say the white huge people. backstories they just make maybe like two or three I, phone I'm calls. gonna have a kid yeah I'm pregnant. Oh my god! I've got to so, get out of here alive. And it's just like basically okay. that's Michael Bay's way of of kind of drawing you into the characterization. Look, what was he's, he's humanized them he's by humanized saying them. that they have yeah. the ch- children on the high. way from a low angle. So literally, as soon as 
there's like loads of Michael Bayisms, low angles, loads of slow motion. I mean, if you took all the slow motion out of it, the film would be 90 minutes long. <laughs> bollocks basically um there was a there was a really funny bit where like well it was unintentionally funny and i kind of want you to watch the film just for this right basically they're trying to get a couple of the guys from outside of the embassy out and as far away as possible so they put them in this armored vehicle and your main man jim um from the office Mm -hmm. is and he's like well hench as well he he spends a a great deal of time with his shirt off and fairly oiled up. Um, but he's at the window <laughs> of this car and he's saying to this guy who looks like he's about to vomit, um, he's like, right, when you get out the embassy, it's left, not right. Right is where the bad guys are. So it's left. And the guy's like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. And he's like, it's left, right? Left, you've got to go left, not right. So literally, as soon as he goes out the embassy, he turns right. <laughs> and it's hilarious because, like, Jim from the office is basically going, no, I said left, you're going the wrong way. And basically, like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's like Benny Hill. <laughs> laboured and over the top. Very, very laboured. It would be a good film if it was about Gears of War horde mode. It would be fine. But the problem is it's not and it's about a fairly sensitive subject matter and something that had real world implications. And I just don't think that that's something that I want to see Michael Bay touch. But the other... Okay, so I uh, I think that's a pretty good summary. I, I mean, oh, I've cheers, not mate. seen it. Thanks. I, I've not seen it, but I think that pretty much summarises what I expected from it. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is you said it's got pretty good action. Like, Yeah, very good action. Do you, do you not find that, by comparison to the action that you see in all the other action nonsense that you like, yeah, um, does Michael Bay's stuff not just really great because it's just like incessant, non-stop, like horrible angles, like constant movement? It uh, is, and everything is blowing bla- up, <laughs> blowing up, and like banging and clanging, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm... is that is that enjoyable? Yeah, to a degree, it is. Yeah. I'd say so. I mean, not so much in in Transformers, um, but like we spoke about in the last episode, like The Rock, I think, is a really good film. Um, Really like that. And Bad Boys 1 and 2, they are stupid, but it's basically just a fireworks show. Um, And my main main take-home message about, or thought, I should say, about 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, is that it would be good, but I just don't want Michael Bay to be going near, like really Anything. highly, highly political um, stories. It just, you know, it it creates too much bullshit online. You go and have a look at the YouTube comments and the IMDb comments, and it's yeah, it does it brings out the worst in people. Stick to stick to Transformers, make Gears of War, do whatever, but just don't take these real world situations and turn them into bayhem because that's what he did and kind of uncomfortable uh bye hub um, okay so cool i think we've covered it um yeah i've certainly now, covered it the next the next one on the list uh i've not seen i don't think you've seen but i thought it was worth a mention uh-huh. uh norm of the north with no. rob schneider and heather graham <laughs> rob schneider yeah, I mean, just the fact that he's still turning films out, and I had no idea that that actually existed until I looked this list up. Yeah, and the unfortunate fall of Heather Gr- Heather Graham. I mean, uh-huh. that's it's a shame that she's in 
absolute shite like that. Yeah. But, hey. Tally Ho, eh? Yeah. Uh, right, right Along 2. Did you see this? No, I haven't even seen Ride Along 1. I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay. Uh, I've not seen this either. We'd love to hear our listeners' opinions. Um, but if you are watching that, do second guess yourself. Yeah. Uh, okay, Agreed. next. The Boy. Yeah. Uh, I watched this last night. It. Uh, I think it's really just... It's a horror film that was based on an idea for a poster. Right, okay. And they thought, right, well, a creepy mannequin's creepy. Yeah, well, I mean, that is true. I mean, if you were, if, say, for example, you were in Primark and, and you'd gone for a, a big jobby in the toilet and then you'd fallen asleep because you were mad tired from the night before and then you went yeah. out and it was dark and all the mannequins were, like, following you around, I'd probably say that would be... A harrowing experience. Um, unfortunately, the film was not so much of a harrowing experience because it wasn't that scary. Um, but this is the type of mannequin, like the sort of puppet ones with the chins that come down. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, know. okay. Yeah, I know the ones. One, one of those. I think, like... I, I a ventriloquist dummy. A ventriloquist dummy. Can Al- I, sorry, Ian, can I just stop you there? Uh-huh. Okay. Now he's thinking. Yeah. Okay. Are you thinking syrup? <laughs> yep. It's strange. So he's basically a surrogate for a deceased son of okay. a family. Right. So they've got got it in their heads that this um it's not a ventriloquist dummy, but it's like this sort of small childlike mannequin that has like zero expression and like rouge cheeks. Yeah. It sort of sits there and creeps out the new babysitter okay. who's come in to look after it. I'm not going to spend too long on this. Okay. It's what you expect. If you see the poster mm-hmm. and you know what modern horror films are generally like yeah. when they're sort of quick cash cow films. There's an orchestra in the fridge that will yeah. play a, a stab note <laughs> at you when you open it because there's a cat behind you or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. There is one of the classic look-away jump scares where uh, the babysitter is drawn into a family portrait with the boy, or the boy as he was before he was dead, yeah. um, in the painting. And she gets closer and closer, and then what she thought she'd seen move in the picture wasn't happening anymore. Right. So she looks away and then, pow! Mate, that made me jump. I know. I think I've probably made anyone listening jump. You could maybe, like down the decibels on that afterwards yeah um mate i think i made myself jump the the boy's arm comes straight out the painting and chokes her sure but then it's a dream right okay so i've ruined that first jump scare in the film but people probably shouldn't bother what i would say is that you just gave them a jump scare in lieu of losing that one so yep okay egg exactly so um my thought on this, and I haven't seen it, I don't know what it... And I haven't even seen a bloody trailer, um, is that it sounds like a crap horror version of AI, Steven Spielberg's classic. Well, it's actually very similar to a film that I remember seeing on TV a while ago called Magic. With uh, Anthony Hopkinson. Hopkinson? Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. That's like me calling Castaway shipwrecked. So moving uh, on, moving on. Let's Let's move past the boy, because... I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. No, I have. I watched it last night. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a six. What would you give 13 13 hours? Probably, it's really difficult. No, it's going to be a six because I enjoy 
the style and the action um, as an action nonsense film, but it loses a full four points for tackling a, a sensitive subject matter. Uh, next one in the list is Dirty Grandpa. Uh, I watched this this morning in the AM. Yeah, I mean, this looks like a just it would depress me watching watching that film. So I watched it and I kind of knew, I'd heard that it was absolute garbage, but I kind of knew that I would be able to watch it as like a sort of chewing gum bullshit movie because I'm kind of able to do that with stuff and kind of it's just not like, hate them that much. It's just one of the things that I can do. Um, <laughs> you know, Correct. I've just got this kind of ability where I can, you know, just watch a shit film and not be too bothered about it. <laughs> Correct. Uh, okay. So I started watching it this morning. Within... 10 minutes um, you were trying rem- to take your own life <laughs> near enough no um, and in the first 10 minutes like there were a couple of bits that were like mildly funny yeah like m- mildly like that way where like you recognise it's funny you do think it is funny but like not even a vague like uh, flicker of a smile passes across your lips well that was that was actually on the poster it said three stars mildly funny in places Okay, great. And that's obviously sold as many tickets as uh, as it did. Yeah. <laughs> At around about the 10-minute mark, De Niro just, like, go, they're on the golf course for some f- fucking no-one-cares reason. <laughs> and um, he just starts, like, going off on one, um, on Zac Efron, mm. and just hitting him with these one-liners, like, over and over and over and over. Can you remember and any it's of just, them? Uh, they're all just things like he's got a, like a, a pink mini, so he like he calls it like the Libya, like oh, are we gonna jump back in your Libya, or are you right. on your period or something like that? Like God, God knows, just um, terrible, terrible jokes, just terrible, yeah. But the crescendo of the terribleness in it is uh, around about a third of the way in, uh, maybe a little bit earlier than that, where they prepare to go on a road trip together. Yeah. Um, Zac Efron goes to pick his grandpa up and he walks in and uh, he walks in a room and there's Robert De Niro having a number three, as he refers to it. Right, um, which is... And a wank. Oh, right, okay. okay. Which was just something that never needed to be on a screen. A thing, yeah. Like, I mean, notionally, the idea of walking in on an older person rather than an older person walking in a younger person role reversal sort of thing which is what goes on throughout this film okay notionally that's a funny idea but the fact that it's Robert De Niro makes it doing it like it just never should have ever happened I think there's a difference between bad grandpa which is uh, Johnny Knoxville in an old suit yeah if he was out masturbating somewhere that might be quite funny yeah but having an actual old person who has had a good film career sort of degrade themselves is kind of like, for fuck's sake. Mm. So anyway, there are a couple of bits in it where like the, the grandpa is like the badass character and yeah. Efron's character is like the, the stiff who needs to be like sort of shaken out of his like, everyday up. life. Yeah. He needs to lighten up, but because the grandpa's a badass, the fact that he, um, like makes jokes about black people and gay people was kind of yeah. weird. Like he's the the aspirational character, right? And he's the one throwing jokes like that around. However, I will say that later on he does sort of redeem himself vaguely by defending the um, black homosexual guy by telling a bunch of other black guys that they shouldn't like 
give him a hard time for being gay. And right. then he beats them all up because he's ex-CIA. <laughs> of course, but like he is in um, Meet the Parents. Can I ask one question uh, before we move on from, again, sounds like a, a bad film. Can I, I do have more points, so I'll be quick, but go on, Ollie. At any point throughout the film, does Robert De Niro send himself up by referencing one of his old films? Oh, I didn't spot that if he did. You know what I mean, though, don't you? Like, he'd, he'd probably turn around to someone who'd said, like, hey, Grandpa, or something like that, and he'd turn around and say, you talking to me? Huh? Maybe yeah, he I did, can yeah, just uh, imagine maybe. that that would happen. I can just imagine the screenwriters going, well, I've got De Niro. I mean, we may as well, you know. Go over the top. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. It's very possible. It's highly likely, in fact. Okay. One semi-funny line that somebody made, um, that said during the film was that Zac Efron looked like Abercrombie fucked Fitch. Um, I find that vaguely humorous. Oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Fine. There was one funny part where uh, there was a slow-motion video of a chugging contest once they reached, like, this resort. And... Uh, one of the extras like accidentally like looks at the camera for over like a second <laughs> and like out of the corner of his eye but it's right. slow motion and whoever was editing it didn't cut it out it's Amazing. just really it's just somebody like awkwardly looking at the camera that's going past them now i've also taken a video of a part in the film where uh robert de niro raps which is the worst thing i think i've seen on film all of this year okay it also contains the N-word. So I'll put the video up on our Instagram or okay. whatever. And people can watch it for themselves. But it is just the worst. really, really bad. Okay. And that ends on a similarly uh, red, white and blue uh, American bald eagle note of um, De Niro passing on his um, Marine Corps knife um, with saying whatever the call sign in Latin was or whatever, which means to liberate the oppressed. Right. Which is actually the the grandpa has like liberated him from his life of like two point four children and all that bullshit to go off and like have a really fun life. I actually vaguely enjoyed some of this despite only pulling up the negatives, but it is around a five point five. Sounds shit. It is pretty shit. You spent a long time talking about what really does sound like a very terrible film. Uh, but Ollie, you know, like when something's good, it's like yeah, oh yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, let's. When yeah. something's bad, I want to break break down exactly all Why the shit. Why it's bits. bad? Yeah, I mean, yeah. saying that, I I rewatched um, Copland recently, and so it makes uh, me even even sadder in a way that those are the type of films that he's making because you know it, he's so good in that. I mean, he's amazing in that. I mean, yeah. you know, old Sylvester Stallone's amazing in it, but De Niro as well. He was brilliant in it. So yeah. Okay, so we've got Kung Fu Panda 3. Yeah, I saw it. Move on. Uh, Good, bad, number, just a number. Kids film, like, okay, six and a half, not as good as the first one. Or Um, the second? No, I didn't like the second one, really. Look, it was okay. It had had some good moments in it, but pretty unmemorable, to be honest with you. You know. Next, uh, the Vivitch or uh, the Witch with uh, no. with Chris Finch from The Office. Uh, yes, I yeah. think the Vivitch. I will throw anything over this pub, and that's the real quiz. Yeah, the Vivitch or yeah. the Witch. Um, it. I actually think it looks awesome. I think it looks like yeah. probably if I'd seen it, I would probably think it's the best film of the year or something. But. I unfortunately haven't seen it yet. Neither I have I. To, so but listen, we're, I'm, we're adding that to our watch list. Yeah, and I'm going to watch that 
ASAP. Um, and I think what makes me more interested is that kind of like a bit of a weird divisive film. I've seen a lot of friends sort of say they turned it off after like 20 minutes because it was boring. And then, but I've also seen a lot of people say, yeah, atmosphere of the film is like well dense and ace. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, well, dense atmosphere and ace. You can you can you can barely breathe. It's so dense. So that that interests me basically. So. Dense but atmosphere neither, is interesting. Neither, neither of us have have uh, seen it, so I imagine we ne- probably need ne- to. neither. Bouvard. Uh Okay, well, I had um, Jane got a gun on there as well, but I don't know much about it. It was just a western with a number of big name actors in it. That uh, very uh, many. See, seems to have just passed everyone by but yeah. it will continue to allow it to pass us by it was a um, I, I believe it was like a a troubling troubled production you know found it hard to squeeze that one out there's a troubled reception as well because <laughs> you know watched it yeah <laughs> you know you know that laugh that I just did then it sounded fake <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> 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 it was okay. real, but... It wasn't! <laughs> so it wasn't fake. What it was is because I've had a cold, um, <laughs> my my throat is fully kind of sore. So when Pro I last. laughed... Yeah, when I laughed there, I could feel uh, the more I laughed, <clears throat> the more it was hurting my throat. So I had to laugh at a particular part of my throat. Um, okay. So that's that's what it was. So it was a genuine laugh. I'm not going to take that away from you, but you know it was somewhat stifled. Okay, we've moved on to February, Ollie. February. What are you doing in Feb- February? February. So I'd literally just moved into my new house. Um, oh, so that was um, peak um, asbestos, asbestos period. Yeah, sounding pretty much like you do right now. Yeah. So um, I moved into my house in February. Um, and it was, yeah, a bit of a nightmare from then on. Uh, the year? The month of lovers. Yeah. Uh, so in Valentine's month, we've got Dad's Army coming straight out of the blocks. Nah. Did you not see it? Nah. I think Toby Jones is good, but um, I kind of thought Captain Mannering is the sort of character that you've grown used to as the, he's been on TV forever. So why try and do it again? Nah. Um, I've heard good things about it, but I just think, what's the point? Yeah, same. Hail Caesar. Didn't Coen also Brothers, see it. Also did not see it. Okay, so this is... February is a really interesting uh, month for us because so far we've seen nothing. Okay, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Pride slash Prejudice slash Zombies. Pride slash Prejudice, brackets, including Zombies. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd probably watch watch it. I'd, you know, I'd give it a go. I'd give it the time it, of day. I think it would be three X throwaway, but yeah, um, yeah, like the books probably are as well. But anyway, Deadpool. I saw it. You saw it. You certainly um, saw it. Yeah. So opinion, etc. I shall give the first opinion. So later on, maybe I think in the next pod. Are you having a thinking syrup? By the way, I've just opened my next thinking syrup. Well, I hope you're not going to catch me up. Um, so basically, um, we're going to be getting to Suicide Squad at some point over the podcast. Maybe next yeah. one, I guess. Um, yeah, next next episode. Yeah. It was August. Now, what I would say is I both of these films, from the trailers, I was not impressed. I thought Suicide Squad looked 
just crap, you know, or think about edginess. And I thought Deadpool, the the jokes, the banter, um, the character itself, I didn't really know a lot about it. And I know like a lot of people think he's great, but the trailer just didn't do it for me. The jokes were just weak. They felt like this sort of modern style of comedy where they like ad lib on set and they just leave whatever is in there. And there's like, uh, I think there's a joke in there about like one of the guys is saying, your face looks like a ball sack. And and then he says, your face looks like Freddy Krueger had sex with a topographical map of New Mexico. And it was just like so laboured and forced. And I just thought that is going to be the whole film, isn't it? Just really crap jokes. But when I went to... It wasn't. When I went to see it, actually enjoyed it. Thought it was Mm. pretty damn good. Um, Yeah. Pretty funny, but not overly funny. Less funny than I thought it would be. Like way less funny than I thought it'd be. Pretty dark in places, good action. You know, I, I enjoyed it, got to say. Okay. It, was, it, was, it was a real surprise for me. I actually did enjoy it. I think, um, so I think the same mainly. Two X, same thoughts. Yeah, ve- very similar thoughts. I think the difference I would maybe have we is We are that... connected in a mind way. <laughs> mind connection. Well, we, we did, we did um, sync our thought patterns uh, before we started recording, didn't we? Yeah, we, ha- we both had to put our finger deep into our ear for three or four seconds. Yeah. And then syncing was complete. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the action was great. The comedy the was... The action was great. Okay. Okay. Like, so when I saw the trailer, I thought, oh, like... <laughs> you literally thought, oh... <laughs> Uh. <laughs> just you uh. <laughs> I thought uh. <laughs> no I just thought that the comedy was like kind of douchebaggy comedy like forced over the top comedy Yeah, you know Neil Patrick Harris in the show that's not um, Big Bang Theory How I the Met Your one. Mother How I Met Your Mother where it's like <laughs> I'm I'm like the craziest guy. Yeah, like, I don't care. No. That that is what um, that's I'll what say Deadpool anything like to me. Hey, <laughs> I'm literally so crazy. I'm crazy. Um, I'm in an awkward social situation, and I'll just say and do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I found Deadpool to be too much. Like there were a couple of funny bits in it. Um, I think people overblew the fact that the um, title sequence had jokes in it. It's like, yeah. oh my god, wow! You can <laughs> you can use a title sequence for something other than just like showing shit. Hey mate, the the, uh, the eight is called, and uh, it was the naked gun on the phone, and they they'd done it first. So yeah. yeah, although I think the actual action and story arc was good. Like I cared that he was. Um, gonna prevail at the end and I think like the old like shipyard scene was pretty cool with all the action that went on there so overall I think it's probably like a 7.5 sure same good, really yeah not gonna yeah. give it the same mind sync mind sync we've, we've been mind synced on that one so uh, you're about to get mind sunk I haven't got so. any more to say on it though okay Bovigod Bovigod uh, Zootopia came out uh in, in some places, it's known as Zootropolis. That's true, uh, which makes more Hungary, sense. And in Hungary, it's called the Eighth Passenger. <laughs> yeah, Resurrection. Uh, Zootopia, I think uh, all all um, indicators suggest the animation's brilliant and um, the, the the attention to detail in it is amazing and stuff. Well, actually, I, I heard 
I heard the animation was delightful and the attention <laughs> to detail was delightful. Delightful. Yeah. And uh, Idris Elba's performance was delightful. delightful. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Okay, I mean. which is more than can be said about the next one, which also begins with Z. Or a Z, is, like ZZ Top. ZZ Top? Is Zedlander. Uh, Zedlander 2. Yeah, Zoolander 2. So I haven't seen it, but knowing that Kanye West is in it makes me want to not watch it. <laughs> Fuck off. You, you Kanye West. What, you, what is your problem? He's shit. No, he's not. He is. He isn't. Tell me why. Give me three X reasons why he's shit, and I'll give you three why he's not. He's a, he's a demagogue like Donald Trump. He literally like says everything but proves nothing. Reason I'm one. I'm just I'm just so good. Okay, okay. Reason, reason one, reason right. two, please. I don't have three reasons because I he doesn't register on my train of thought enough for me to formulate three reasons. Down. I like him, mate. I'm going to defend him to the hilt. Cool. Well, you yeah. enjoy yourself with that. Yeah, take okay, him over, so Dave. Zoolander too. You love Dave Grohl. I just asked you what did you think of Zoolander 2 but you're so sore it. about this I've not I've not seen it because I thought it didn't look very good there. yeah I didn't think it looked good either should we so, move on yeah or are you still too sore to move on <laughs> uh, I mean I, what I will say is that I've had chill to, out Ollie just chill out <laughs> I have to I've had to apply Savlon to multiple areas of your hoop yeah <laughs> okay uh, midnight special <laughs> I saw <laughs> to at least 65% of your hoop uh, midnight special I saw and I fell asleep multiple times during yeah. it was okay. It, okay I'd heard like really good things about it and I just worry that probably the reason I kind of thought it was a snore was I think the spectacle of being in the cinema would have made it maybe would have elevated it to another level but well you um, know what I didn't really enjoy the other one Take Shelter I didn't enjoy that so the other one I mean I, I only I only mentioned that in relation to it because of the main actor I can't remember his no, name no it's the same director as well oh is it okay. uh-huh. I thought I just, Take Shelter was long winded for what it was but I kind of yeah. liked it nah mate it, it, was, it was okay but it was long winded yeah you're long winded mm. Okay, fine. So, next one, uh, we're still only in February and we've got a few more to go. So, Triple Nine, I watched just... It's the most recent film I've watched, which was an hour or so ago. Overall, I think it's like a 7 Oh, okay, sure. Maybe maybe a 6.8. It's got a good... It's certainly got a good cast. I think that's one of its problems, actually, is oh, that... Oh, um, it's got a good cast. I hate it when things good. have a good cast. Well, so, Chiwetel Ejiofor is intense and like up to the drama in the film overall right mm. but you had no idea whose character like really actually was because like i think that's a problem with having such a big ensemble cast is that when there's like nine people who are all like semi-important actors or yeah. like a big deal then you don't have time to dig into each one and work out like what their um, real uh. motivation is or anything like that <laughs> yeah why did you just go? Because ah. when you listen to it back, you'll realise that you went um like Yoda. I did. Realise you won't. <laughs> who the characters um, are? Yeah, you don't. You don't know what any of their motivations are. So that I mean, like basically, it, that then descends into Aaron Paul starring as Aaron Paul. Yeah. Uh, Gal Gadot as. Gal Gadot, yeah. Cl- Clifton Collin Jr. 
uh, Collins Jr. pretty much just being himself like he is in every single film ever. Like, he's played, like, the sort of, like, weird, freaky, like, unhinged, like, Mexican dude in every yeah. film he's ever been in, especially Rules of Attraction. Was Norman Reedus Norman Reedus? Yeah, he was starring as Norman Reedus. <laughs> you um, know what? I, you know, the thing is, I like that guy. I think he's, I think he's ace. Mainly, here's, here's a couple of reasons. One, he takes a lot of photographs. Mm-hmm. I like that. He's, you know... Two, I believe that he but, likes things you, like Mast- Mastodon and The Locust and stuff like that. You know, good yeah. music. He went on stage with Anthrax to play maybe, like, I'm the Law or Indians or something like that, and they gave him a bass to play, and it clearly wasn't plugged in. But, hey, look, <laughs> fair play, man. But you know what? Yeah, I I've, like the guy. I've seen him cropping up on the Mastodon uh, Instagram a couple of times as well. You know what? And, I think and it's he, kind of trendy to like him, Ollie. I don't care. Mate, I'm 36. Like, I don't care. Like, that's, like, literally the last thing that I care about is being trendy. You're, you're halfway to 72, which is like, it not doesn't trendy. Matter. You, get to, you get to a certain <laughs> point. Like, I still see a lot of people, like, saying shit like that. Like, trendy, I don't like that shit. Mate, I don't care. Literally do not care. Okay. So, I, I like him. And I think he's got the best crying face in the game. <laughs> His crying face is on fire. Okay. Have you seen the Death Stranding trailer? The the, the Hideo Kojima Death Stranding trailer? I have, yeah. It looks good. Yeah. Don't tell me that that isn't one of the best crying faces you've ever seen. And I'm gonna. what I'll probably do is I'll put that crying face up on Instagram so other people can see it. But it's next level. But moving on anyway. Woody Harrelson plays Woody Harrelson. Okay. Um, no, what I would say is that um, Casey Affleck... Yeah, plays Casey Affleck. No, he plays uh, Casey Affleck. Casey Casey Affleck plays Casey Affleck. Okay, he is almost identical to what it was like in Gone Baby Gone, where he's like the ideal partner. Yeah, um, mate, that film is dark. Strength of conviction and all that sort of stuff, and standing yeah. up for what's right, but. Um, Standing yeah, up what's right. The one, the one person in it is like Kate Winslet. Yeah. was act, acting as herself, but acting as herself, trying out loads of accents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And like, she's too theatrical compared to everyone else. Like, yeah, she's like a comic book interpretation of what a brothel madam would be. Right. Like, rather, rather than like everyone else is very gritty and like believable. Like, would she have suited that role in something like John Wick or something like that rather than this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good example. Oh, cheers, mate. Thanks. (laughs) Hey, well done. One point to Ollie. (laughs) Moving on. Um, Moving on. No, she'd be quite good in, like, um, Luke Cage or... Mate, I've already um, said John Wick, so let's just move on. And you agreed, so stop it. Marvel. Marvel. Stop trying to... I was just going to say a comic book thing. You know... Mate, you've already agreed with me. Can we move on from this one? Race, did you see this? No. Okay, it's move about on. a guy who races. Brilliant. Grimsby. Didn't see it. Have you got an opinion on it? It looks bad for Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay, Gods of Egypt. Uh, well, I mean, what I would say is it's refreshing to see... <laughs> it's refreshing to see such a realistic take on Egypt. Like, a lot of the time it's, you know, like the mummy or something like that, but this actually looks like a very grounded, realistic take on the <laughs> history off. of Egypt. You fuck off, mate. They've 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 gone all the way and they've got Gerard Butler um, in it. So I mean, they've you know they've obviously done their research and and got the best man for the role. 
moving swiftly on. So the time that you shaved off with me saying what my favourite bit of Triple Nine was, uh, we've saved that for you to talk about Eddie the Eagle. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but what I would say... I I hope you don't. No, I'm not going to. It's in my top three of the year. I I loved it. I thought it was great. I just thought it was a good good British film. Are you crying right now? I I did cry. Look, I'm not going to... I'm not going to step away from the fact that I have tear ducts. Um, and Do the, you have number three ducts? <laughs> well. <laughs> Are you crying from your crotch? Actually? Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop saying my name. Um, yeah, I'll, Sean Connery's making an appearance. Um, yeah, Eddie, Eddie the Eagle. Eddie the Eagle was a good film. It was feel good. The guy that played Eddie, Taron... Taron... Man. Man thinks of a name. Yeah, Taron Egerton. Um, he was good. Huge action was in it. Yep. He was good. Um, Christopher Walken in it. He was Christopher Walken. Um, but look, it had, had loads of feel-good moments. I just think it was a really good film. Um, and, and I think it's, it's going to be a staple in the house. Uh, when Rosie came out of the cinema and watched it, she said, Rosie. that was the best film I've ever seen this year. <laughs> So, um, well up for it. I, this I really like this it. was in uh, this was in February. That was in February, yeah. So she was basically saying, "This is the best film I've seen for two months." Yeah, uh, but she was right. It was brilliant. It was a great film. Really liked it. Have you seen it? Okay, no, I haven't. I give it. I, I give I, it an eight and a half. Easy. Okay, I'll uh, add it through watch list. Maybe even listens. a nine. Yeah. Oh, maybe even a nine. Moving swiftly into March, London has fallen. He's just gotten to mention it's our second favourite Scotsman. It's Jared Butler. Yeah, fuckhead is Stan. Yeah, so that's exactly why I didn't bother watching it. I saw yeah. Olympus has fallen, which was the inferior to White House Down, um, which Someone... I actually think is pretty ace. Right, okay. I need to watch that one. That's going to go on my watch list because uh, it looks like a, a ridiculous die hard yeah pretty much so um ridiculous hard yeah um so what i would say with london has fallen is that i did read a quite an interesting comment online now i haven't seen the film so maybe people could fill us in if this is a fact but a lot of people were saying it looks like Morgan Freeman shot all of his scenes completely separate to everybody else and that he probably didn't spend a single day on set. I could quite imagine. Yeah. So, like, any time that he's having a conversation with Gerard Butler, it's basically, like... Composite single. Yes, yeah, well, no, single face shots, like... And, like, over the shoulder from the other side with a lookalike of Gerard Butler from behind, like right. a, a from a from behind Gerard Butler. Um, and then the other way as well so i hear that sean connery's actually now taking roles as from behind gerard butler <laughs> how much is he getting paid for that listen i'll take any money going now <laughs> especially if i can work with morgan again <laughs> has he actually been in a film with morgan freeman maybe not so yeah anyway moving on uh every, oh, no sorry sorry uh 10 cloverfield lane we both saw that yeah so well, this I saw it first I was... didn't i and i was like mate it's really good this is what I was referring to earlier, actually, is probably around the time that you went to see 10 Cloverfield Lane, I saw a room. Ah, uh, yes. That's what I was referring to as a, a thing that was isolated to one location. Yeah. So this, this is the one that I was talking about. Yeah. So um, it may or may not be isolated to one location. Yeah. Find out when you watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought um, John Goodman was ace in it. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Overall, yeah, yeah. it was good. I really yeah. liked the main actress in it. Um, Same. Well, they were all good, all the dudes. And you know what? I really that f- the first trailer that they released was great. Um, it was GR9. really good. Yeah, it was really good. It was like a really strong, great trailer. Loved it. Loved yeah, it. I agree. It was. Uh, it was unexpected. Oh, it was the it was the song. I think we're alone now. And he yeah. was putting it on the jukebox, and then like the ceiling shook, and then like it all started. Like this, the the music kind of would just got pitched down to like a yeah. kind of minor key. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it and it, still, it was and the it musical really version good. of that. Weird. So good. So good. Womp. Very yeah. very good trailer. Trailer people, if you're listening, more of that, please. <laughs> uh, trust me, they're not listening. And if they, <laughs> they if be. they are, they're only listening to me. Um, moving on. Yeah. So that was a good one. I, what would you rate that out of a number? Oh, um, well, seven and a half. If it weren't for the way that it abruptly sort of, sort of changes, I think probably I'd be an eight or so. But. Yeah. And I think that's a lot to do with the fact that it was just it had that label slapped on it afterwards. It was a yeah. separate freestanding script that was nothing to do with that. And yeah. then um Bad Robot and What's His Face got in yeah. hold of it. Anyway, cool. Um, um what I would say is I need a number one, so can I leave you for two well, maybe a minute, sixty seconds. Hi. Okay, so... Um, one of your cats called you a twat when you were out. You might want to discipline it. Oh, right, okay, that's nice. Okay, well, I'm ready. Uh, okay, so we're still in March. Everyone wants some. Uh, it's Richard Linklater. I heard bad things about it. Um, usually his films are great. I like Boyhood. Uh, yeah. I didn't see this. He Did heard you? bad things about you, so no. No, I love it. Richard Linklater. I think he's a great director, and I like. Well, if you like him that much, if films. you love him, why don't you bloody marry him? If I love him, then he'll take this constructive criticism the right way. Yeah, and he'll use it to improve himself. <laughs> okay. Um, Divergent series, Allegiant. Nah, mate. What? So what do you think? I'm fourteen or what? Well, most of the films that you like and the music you like, yeah, probably. Um, what do you mean the music so- I like? Well, okay, most of it I like, but can you, <laughs> mate? Okay, uh, Divergent S- Series, Allegiant. I actually, I think I've seen the first one. Has it got Kate Winslet in it? No, I don't care. Okay, fine. Well, it's available to watch. I might give it a bash. Yeah. Look, okay. what I'm going to say is I'm just going to be uh, ultra dismissive of anything that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> and I expect That's the same fine. from you. I expect the That's same fine. from you. Okay. But I've got the list, so I'm bringing all of them up. <laughs> I've got the list. I am the fucking list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Batman v Superman, featuring Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman v the cave <laughs> troll from Fellowship of the Rings. Batman versus Superman in Dawn of Justice, featuring <laughs> Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. And Aquaman. She has a Wonder Woman. So tell me about this film that was um, massively derided by every single person on the planet, pretty much. I think it was all right. I liked um, Ben Affleck. 
the, the only gripe that I really had with it in terms of the length and the stuff that people were like, oh, it's too slow, um, was that the intro, they rehashed the origin story through basically the credits and some of the intro of the film, okay. where you're just like, okay, I, if anybody tells me how Batman became Batman one more time, Ian. I am fit to fucking bash their brains in. So what happens is, is that Batman's parents... Well, he's not Batman at this point, but... Ollie, we don't have time to waste. Okay, People sure. don't need to hear this. Okay, so moving um, on. Are we going... Is this our intermission? But, but, no, I just want to finish on Batman versus Superman. Basically, I think the action is great. Uh, Batman versus Superman was made into a semi-plausible battle with uh, the Kryptonite and stuff. Gal Gadot coming in as Wonder Woman, that this the the effect that they've made, the audio um, soundtrack for her sort of theme sound is fucking brilliant. Like whenever no, she agree. turns up on screen, you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's actually amazing. Like she comes on and you're like, This is fucking the business. And the same thing happened when the trailer for Wonder Woman came out. Not the teaser, yeah. but then the full trailer when the, the Wonder Woman trailer. logo hits the screen, yeah. that music comes on, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, um, yes. So that that's the response it elicits, is an oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the Wonder Woman movie looks great for 2017, but we can talk sure. about that more in another episode. Yeah. So, shall we move swiftly into intermission? Into no. mission. I mean... Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. I don't think we've got time for an intermission. I don't think we've got time for Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, but I think we should have an intermission. Ollie, what's your life score? Just in brief, what's going on? Um. Well, Christmas has been and gone. Not really, because it's like, you know, this is Christmas Eve Eve. Um... I don't know, mate. Uh, look, I'll finish work. I'm I'm happy. Everything's good. I can't complain. I've got no complaints. I've got to get my dad a Christmas present tomorrow. It's new. It's Christmas Eve tomorrow, and I haven't got my my old man a Christmas present um, okay. because he's incredibly hard to buy for. So I'm gonna have to go and brave the shops tomorrow to go and buy him something. Um, okay. And I've also got to think of what to buy him as well. So. Okay, so you might need some more thinking syrup, I would suggest. Yeah, what would you buy for a dad or my dad? So yeah. if you if you just think about the sort of person that I am, uh-huh. and now imagine the kind of man that would have raised this. What that would, would you have spunked this? What would you number threed this? What would you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what would you buy him? Um, I would buy him a book of. Of something to do with, I mean, I actually I'm I'm going around down the wrong track. I was going to say something to do with like rock music, but I assume he only likes Roy Orbison. Right. Well, that get him a Roy Orbison book or some sunglasses. Yeah, just yeah, just do that. Just yeah, just get him some really weird square sunglasses. Okay. Rounded square sunglasses. Sounds good. Oh, um, I've got one one anecdote if you want to hear it. Get, get him that album that has Roy Orbison... Um, and Metallica. <laughs> Roy Orbison and Metallica. <laughs> no, and it's got Tom Petty and Bob Dylan on it as well. I can't remember. Pretty woman a year. I drove hey. on it. <laughs> a year. 
Is it all right? <laughs> um, so I've got one uh, anecdote which um, say quickly because I'm obviously moving this section say on. Say it fast. Rosie was dangling a bit of string in front of Bruno, uh, the three-legged rain cat, and he was swiping at it. And Rosie just called me from the other room because she was in hysterics. And she said, Bruno just tried to swipe the string with his leg that isn't there. <laughs> and then she and then she came in and she like started like moving a shoulder as if to show me what he was doing. <laughs> I'm doing it now. Poor old Bruno, sort of mate. Oh. Yeah. He's there, he's he knows. He looks really sad now. Sorry, Bruno. He's he sleeping on. You're taking the piss out of his Yeah, well, he's sleeping on top of my PS4, so that's fine. Uh, but on yeah, top so of there your we go. Penis four. Yeah. So Ian, how was your life? Tell well, me. Well, you haven't given me a score, Ollie. Hit me with a score. Um, eight. It's good. It's Everything an eight. Fine. Excellent. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Um, we can pretend it's New Year's Day all we like, but it's actually just two days before Christmas, so I'm still feeling great. I've been off work for a little while. Uh, we drank excessive amounts on the way up to Christmas but now I've had four or five days of being relatively healthy you're in the highlands feel good the air is fresh outside um, being looked after by Madre and Padre it's it's pretty great actually to be honest and I've still got lots more time um, off before I go back to work so I'm going to say I I said in the Christmas episode it was a 10 I think I'm going to stick rather than twist okay so it's a 10 Brilliant. For people that hadn't worked out what that meant. Okay, so back into the deep dive. Uh, so we're going into April, the month of is... the month of fools. Okay, well, demolition with Jake Gyllenhaal. Did you see that? No. Okay, moving on. Hardcore yeah. Henry. Do you have an opinion? <sighs> pointless. Yeah, I think is a hundred percent pointless film i think that the point was that somebody at gopro was like look let's commission a movie yeah. what can we do and i think it was ambitious and great so but I think just explain just explain hardcore henry to listeners that luckily managed to avoid watching the trailer so for people that haven't seen anything to do with hardcore henry it's not a porn film um, but, oh, is it not? Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different one. Then. I mean, maybe maybe there are some parts that are like this, but the base idea behind it is that it's a first-person view for the entirety of the film. Ian, so, can you please explain for non-gamers what a first-person view is? Well, I was just going to explain by using a game as an example, but a first-person view is from the vantage point of the person's eyes. Okay. So as you watch the film, you're seeing it through the eyes of the character, potentially the protagonist. I don't know, maybe antagonist. Who knows? Could hey. be, could be an uh, un- untrustworthy narrator of some kind. But anyway, yeah. basically what they do is they turn it into uh, a parkour movie where the person runs around the place, jumping over staircases and all sorts of nonsense with a GoPro on. And yeah. you're always seeing things from their point of view. Um, so essentially the... Massive the pers- gimmick. It's a big gimmick. And also the person who is the um, trained athlete or parkour person, um, free runner person, is also essentially the cinematographer. Yeah. Um, to all intensive purposes. Um, there are a lot of interesting looking set pieces, but it looked like a gimmick and looked like it'd give a lot of people headaches. So, yeah, anyway. make them sick and stuff like that. So if you want to go um, into a cinema smelling of vomitus, then... You want to go and see Hardcore Henry. 
So, Ollie, can you hear anything in the background at all? Um, keep it going, hold on. Uh, no, it stopped. For the listeners, um, the microphone that you're hearing my voice through is a lot better than Ollie's. Um, it's not. Which, which is... No, 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 sorry. The, no, uh, it's not. As opposed not. to the one that Ollie's hearing through, which is just right. the one on my headphones. It's okay. a little tiny one. The one on my table is the same as Ollie's, and it's a lot better than that one. But if you're hearing thrashing sounds on the window, that's the it's storm not to number that I'm three. currently <laughs> in. Yeah. It's not somebody number threeing against my window. It's yeah. the storm of the Christmas. Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sean I was Connery trying to do a, an impression of uh, our good friend Sean <laughs> looking in on the podcast. <laughs> Boys, just give me a chance to talk. <laughs> I have opinions as well. Um, <laughs> oh, I've got opinions all over the place. Ollie. <laughs> no, I'm not going to stop doing it. <laughs> Just stop. No. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, right, so okay. the noise is thrashing rain against my window. Uh, okay, Harcourt Henry done. Captain America, Civil War. I saw that. Took Rosie to see it. She's um, She was 10 at the time. Hey, look. Was it 12A? Yeah, we both enjoyed it. But you know what? Actually, like, I just think the films are too complicated. Okay. Like, that's well, that's my that's my one you opinion. You are thick, though. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what was that film with the, the, the superheroes? Heros. Heros. Um, superheros. I, I, they're just too... They, uh, they're too complicated. And there's, like, too many people... Too many superheroes, too many threads. I don't think they they hold together very well. And like, yeah, the action's pretty good, but okay. I don't know. I just like I like Ant Man. I think that's Which a great is just film. One, one yeah, character. give me one character. Like I'm well up, well up for the new Spider Man film. I think that looks bloody great. Ah uh, no, I can't be bothered with any of that. <laughs> God, I no, tell I'm... you what, if there's one thing that I hate more than hearing about. Bruce Wayne's backstory is bloody hearing about Peter Parker's backstory. Get yep. over yourself. Oh, boo-hoo, your uncle was shot. You were bit by a spider. We don't need to know. Well, actually, I don't think you are. I don't think they are going to do that. I think I think they're going to skip straight past it. But, yeah, what well, I will say... 15 films where you get that. Yeah, I know, exactly. So they don't need to do it again. Yeah, what I would say with, with the Avengers... Well, the Avengers was good. Give it that. Um, but okay. two and and Civil War and Captain America and all these things is yeah. I, I just think they've got to a point now where they're way too complicated, and I'm probably more into the the Ant Man's, the Doctor Strange's, and stuff like that where it's focused on just the one character. I like that. Are they ever actually going to tie it all up and have like the X Men with the X Men um, Avengers and all that stuff? Or no? I think what's going to happen is either. Marvel or Star Wars is going to engulf every other film, so every film is going to be set in either the Marvel or the Star Wars universe. Which is all essentially the Disney-verse. Yeah, so you're going to get Woody, Woody, Woody Allen films set in the Star Wars universe, or... <laughs> Woody Harrell... Allenson, Allen. Woody Allenson films. Woody Allenson. Yeah, so I think, I think every film may be now set in either the Marvel or the uh, Star Wars universe. Okay. Mother's Day. 
next. Don't know. Next. Barbershop, the next cut. Next. Criminal, Kevin Costner. Looked stupid. Yeah, and actually... It looked li- it- Go on. <laughs> it, looks, no, go it, on. Look, it looks a little bit like um, it began as uh, something that was parading Taken as like for. a... No, it began as sort of like parading as being like a high quality movie that had Gary Oldman in it. And now today I went to look to see if it was on video on demand stuff and the, the trailer, uh, not the trailer, the poster for it looks much more like a straight to video poster now. Like yeah. they've, they've actually changed the realized. artwork to make it look <laughs> more retarded. Yeah. It did. It does sort of seem like... Um, <laughs> you're, Excuse me. You're right there, mate. Yeah, I'm okay, yeah. <laughs> it seems like the kind of film that like... Liam Neeson might do, or um, you know, these actors that are, uh, are getting into their fifties slash sixties and now donning a leather jacket, getting a a pistol, and running around in the rain or something like that. You know, that's kind of Sean Penn did it, didn't he as well? Gun, yeah, gun, uh, gunman, gun, the gunman, 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 the gunman, <laughs> yeah, gunman. Okay, yeah, I didn't see Listen, it. Weren't bothered. I may have done taken. I've actually done Walk Among the Tombstones as well. And the um, one where I punched a wolf. The Grey. Yeah. Um, he's also geared up to be in a movie, uh, a Scorsese movie, um, at the very end of this year, but essentially, as far as we're concerned, it's going to be 2017. Yeah. Um, sorry, this year being last year, since people uh-huh. are listening in 2017. Um, but yeah, that looks... Uh, all right, I guess. Um, do you think this? I think it's called the silence. Yeah, no, I'm not bothered. It's my return. Yeah, not bothered. I haven't been this legitimate since Schindler's List. I think, I think, I think because it's like a, it's a, like the mission and um, whatever the religious ones he did. Just not bothered. Not bothered. <laughs> Me neither. Okay, so Green Room, we've seen it. Yeah. I thought it was excellent and it probably sits up there as like in my top three this year. Oh, really? That high? Yeah, yeah. It's great. Loved it. <sighs> Look, I did, I did like it, but there was a couple of bits in it that, that I just thought were a bit meh at the very, very start of the film. So the, the premise is, is that they're a punk band, they're touring and they haven't kind of got enough money to go everywhere and they're like, the film goes to like too far a length to show how off the grid they are to the, mm. to the point where like the guy's like, we don't even have a Facebook page. And it's just like, all right, mate, edgy, edgelord. The, the, the band well, may as well, the, be, the band may as well be called the edgelords. Um, you, and, just, and Ollie, Ollie, I think you've been like really hard on trying to reiterate how much you dislike edgy stuff. Yeah, well, look, that's my thing, you know. People would know me. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of my thing. Um, yeah, so, look. Because you edge- yourself are edgy. Yeah, I just don't like anyone out-edging me. Um, I've You're got a parody edgy tattooed of yourself. Across, I've got edgy tattooed across my forehead, like uh, Jared Leto. Jared. Jared. <laughs> yeah. e- edgy. Do you that- know what I, listen, do you know what I mean, though? Like, they're... We, the band- we should... We should Photoshop that. We should put Ed, Edgy over his head. I'm going to do his that. Forehead. Yeah, let's do that. Um, do, you, do you kind of know what I mean, though? I mean, a band wants to go from state to state touring and have enough money for petrol, blah, blah, blah. 
but they're in no way prepared to promote whatsoever. Doesn't seem realistic. It seems too much of a... They're reaching with that. Yeah, they're really reaching for it, yeah. And that's... And, and unfortunately, that was, like, right at the start of the film, so it kind of chucked me out a little bit. I I honestly didn't really notice that detail quite so much, but now you bring it up, I'll, I'll bear it in mind if I watch again. But okay, if you could just bear that in mind, that'd be I'm great. That's, I mean, that's, bear that in mind. Look, that's all I'm asking. I'm, I'm, you know, not asking to change your opinion, but could you just keep it in mind? Absolutely. Um, I like it a lot. Bloody brutal, wasn't it? There was a few... There was a few uh, nasty moments that made me wince yeah but i mean those are the things that sort of made it really and made it um yeah. I, I think as powerful as it was i think anton yeltsin was very good patrick stewart is pretty um yeah out, out of his normal um domain in this film and it's yeah um, that's what makes it really interesting i think it's good i i would give it probably a nine and that sits on my top three somewhere i give it a seven and a half okay. seven point 7.5 well Obviously, you're wrong slash dead wrong, uh, but that's fine. Jungle Book, Ollie. Um, was put off by the the realism of it, I guess. I just didn't uncanny think it Uncanny Valley. Yeah, Uncanny Valley and just the fact that it was a talking snake in my head when I... In my head, where I always am, um, <laughs> I see... Well, Scarlett Johansson talking as a snake in just a normal Scarlett Johansson voice coming out of a snake's mouth um in but a real snake not like a cartoon one but like a real snake it don't look right it just doesn't look right so i blanked it the kids watched it they thought it was amazing so who am i to i heard great things about it but i had the same reservations i haven't seen it i will uh next elvis and nixon did you see this kevin spacey no No? okay I'm not bothered we're going to go ahead and move on. The Huntsman, Winter's War. Uh, again, not not bothered. Same, not bothered Oops. either. I know this made a lot of money, or at least I think it did. No, I don't think it did. Mm. I think you'll find it didn't. Did it not? No, I think it was a. I think it was a, a flop. You're a flop. I think that much <laughs> is clear. Uh, I'm not after watching the shallows on that. You're you're a semi. You're half mast. Yeah aggressive half-mast yeah because as as we discussed earlier you can't have a raging semi <laughs> you can't have a raging semi you, can no, have you can't a- aggressive uh half-on yeah no you can't um keanu about the cat i actually don't want to speak about this but you have said that you've watched it oh uh, no i've watched it but wasn't as good as i was hoping it to be it's like a six and a half you call a film keanu i'm fully expecting a man in um all black clothes or well, a man in plaid and check and I dead. think it was a may have been a coincidence but I like it, it kind of plays on the whole John Wick thing where someone gets their pet murdered or taken away from them and their life is kind of ripped out from underneath them kind of thing and it, look, it was alright it was okay the cat was cute and there were some good jokes in it but weren't as good as as I was hoping it to be so look what I am going to say is we can move on. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. Did you see Ratchet and Clank? I didn't. Children did. How did they think it was? I, I don't think they were impressed. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those video game tie-ins and God yeah. knows. Okay, moving on. We're into May. May. The, the Angry Birds movie, talking of game tie-ins. Yeah. Do you see it? No. I saw the protracted trailers that were on during other films. Yeah. 
and that much was enough to make me think that it was just meh. Yeah, didn't, at best, didn't even, didn't even. X Men Apocalypse. I think the problem here is that I haven't seen any of the other X Men since the original ones, so I kind of feel like it's gone too far now. So I just won't watch them like the fast and the furious films i don't watch them because i've i've only ever seen the first one so what's the point in watching ff8 i've i've watched i've watched five and six i think i don't think i thought saw seven yeah but i can't remember what happens in any of them probably it's loud there's probably some cars vin diesel probably and uh the rock probably power slams someone through a table or something i don't know yeah, I imagine that's kind of what happens. Call them a Rudy Poo candy ass. Um, off the top of my head, yeah. Uh, okay, The Nice Guys. Uh, recently saw it, and I thought the trailer looked amazing. I was like, haha, this film looks amazing. It looks really good. Haha, <laughs> this looks amazing. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, haha, um, it looks amazing. <laughs> and uh, I was disappointed. Man, it was, it was pro- it's probably the biggest disappointment of the year for me. You know, you've got Shane Black, who normally I really like. Um, what are you laughing at? Are you just laughing at my disappointment? Yeah, you're the biggest disappointment of the year for me. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, sorry, Shane Black. Yeah, um, Russell Crowe, love him. Gosling, think he's great. I just thought it was going to be really good. GR9. Yeah, I just thought it was going to be really good. And... Uh, what it actually turned out to be was a bit incoherent and I didn't... Maybe this is just, again, like you say before, me being a bit thick. By the end of the film, I just didn't really know what was going on anymore. So the individual scenes were all really good and uh-huh. the banter was really good. But as a whole, I just absolutely didn't know what was going on. Okay. I I thought it was pretty cool. It wasn't all that. like It, it, it didn't have much going on beneath the surface layer. Yeah, a bit um, like you. What, what was the point of it being? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I did hear you say a bit like you, but I just chose to ignore it. <laughs> um, standard, standard kind of insult that we don't really mean, but we say anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, you're the biggest disappointment of the year to me. Yeah. Um, although that was quite sincere, but you yeah. can edit me saying that out. Uh, the Neon Demon, or Neon Demon. Yeah, <laughs> Demand. Dem. Uh, I saw that, did you? No, um, didn't, no, didn't see it. I love Drive. Uh, <laughs> I, I, di- I didn't know. I guess I, guess I was a bit I just put didn't off know it was on. I didn't really rate the last one the, uh, the from the director, which was called Only, Only God for Gifts. Only God Five Gifts. <laughs> Yeah, uh, didn't didn't rate it. So, gave this one a bit of a miss. Was I right or wrong? I don't know, to be honest. Um, Mate, you saw one... it, of course you... What do you mean you don't know? You saw it. On the it. one hand, I think it was massively impressive. On the other hand, I think, again, there was basically nothing going on beneath the surface. But in a weird way, I wonder if that was like supposed to be intentional. Oh, like it's... <laughs> Uh, well, it's about uh, models, so like yeah. you know, uh, intentionally have no real meaning behind it because like uh, there isn't any. Get ya. So I don't know whether that's smart or thick. Yeah, smart. That is as uh, pretty much done. Well, no, it isn't because I went to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. 
Mm-hmm. Look, it wasn't brilliant, but I would say that it had one of the best jokes of the year in it. Um, well, no, I'm not. It's a visual gag, so you, it's you're just gonna have to go and see it. It's well, I won't listen. There's a man. There's a man trying to find out where the a wire goes to, and he's pulling it out of the wall, and he's trying to figure out where it where it leads to, and it and it basically leads. Is it to Shredder's him. crutch? They all, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you just bought it for everyone. I hope you're happy with yourself. Um, oh, is it actually but, Shredder's crutch? Yes, Ian. It's Shredder's crutch. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, fine. Yeah. Shall we move into June? Yeah. So this is is this our final month? This is the final month of the first half of twenty sixteen. Me before you. Oh uh, no, can I go first? Emilia Clark moving <laughs> hot on the heels. <laughs> Come on, that, that was good. <laughs> that was all right, yeah, but it did take me a moment to register. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, can I go first? Uh, <laughs> uh, Amelia Clark, hot on the heels of her Terminator Genesis uh, floppery, has gone into a sincere-looking movie where uh, I don't know. It looked like almost exactly the same movie as that Stephen Hawking film with Eddie Redmayne from the year before. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Visually, it looks like the same thing. Yeah. Mate, like, you could probably watch them back to back and have an ultimate depressing one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm well up for that. Oh, do you mate, want to do, do it together? A, wild, a two X depressing one. Yeah, do you want to well, do it together <laughs> and hold hands on the couch? Yeah. Oh, um, mate, this is well depressing. Fucking life changing. Oh, mate, he's got a debilitating disease that wrecks his mind. Uh, I'm sorry, Patches wrecks his body. Teasers. <laughs> um, oh mate, this guy's become disabled after a big accident, and now is and now his aspirational ash, ash, girlfriend has to tether her aspirations to look after it. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Yeah, so I didn't see it, but it looked kind of all right, but a bit weepy and sad. But you know, you're yeah, 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 taken yeah. through the ringer in that one. Yeah. Uh, did through you see pop star? Never stop, never stopping. No, but I hear amazing things. I really want to see it. Really want to see it. Okay, well then well you should it. add that five yeah. to your watch list. Like, I'd say out of most of the ones on this list, this is the one that I actually really desperately want to see. This and The Witch. Yeah, The Witch um, is the one for me. Actually. Yeah, this Sorry, and The Witch the I really want to see. Yeah, so really up for this one. Because, uh, oh, you know what? I really liked um, Hot Rod. Hot Rod? Okay, it's cool. like a well scrappy film. Like with, technically, with, um, Alan Sambles, Andy Sambles, <laughs> with uh, yeah, uh, which of course him. is a callback to our winner of the Ian Smith Matney Movie Pack Prize Bonanza. They will know that because they heeded our information at the start of the podcast, went back and listened to all other eleven or twelve episodes. So now they're fully the Christmas one. Then now they're fully up to date with all of our little ins and outs that you you know if you if you're listening to this for the first time you'd be like what are these fucking hell's going on about so yeah uh, well up for it liked Hot Rod very scrappy technically shit film but I like watching it I think it's it's good good fun makes me laugh which you know is what you want that's that's ninety percent of the battle mate making you laugh yeah yeah sure um, Central Intelligence featuring um, Kevin Hart and Dwayne the Rock Johnson seen it. It was totally passable. I wouldn't say it was brilliant, but it was entertaining. Um, quite like those two as a pair. I think they work. 
Yeah, they're going to be in Jumanji or Blumanji. Blumanji. Yeah, no, actually, you know, look, I like Dwayne. Yeah, me too. How can you not? He's the most likeable man in Hollywood. Name me a more likeable man. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Free State of Jones with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, didn't see it. Didn't see that didn't either, but it. I mean, no. it, it didn't get as much hype, but it might actually be great. No, doesn't look very good. Okay, Finding Dory. Didn't see it. Okay, two men talk about having not seen films. No, we've seen we've seen a few. Look, Independence not... Day Resurgence. <sighs> Didn't see it. <laughs> okay, well, let's end on the one that you have seen most recently and that has given you the most recent boner of your life, The Shallows. <laughs> yeah, so The Shallows is a is a is a movie starring Blake Lively. <laughs> um, well, that's that's how I would say her name as well. Lively. So, so at least you and I are on on the same page on this one finally as far as pronunciation goes but other people say lively okay now look um so this is a film she goes out for a, a wee little surf now it, it has the same problem as the green room is in they make this big song and dance about how the beach that she's surfing on is like a secret beach nobody knows about it so you know it means that she literally is on her own um so she goes out for a surf, there's a shark, and she ends up on a rock. Um, and it's a survival film. So, look, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it, was a, I thought it was a really good film, actually. Like, it's a total popcorn suspension nonsense film, basically. It's a B-movie, Ollie, and I think that's why I think the signposting of shit like that is fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, actually, I actually really enjoyed it, but, like... What I, what I would say is that there is a hell of a lot of T slash A in it. <laughs> what was your um, favourite bit of T slash A? No, but uh, the parents guide on IMDb says, there's no sex or nudity, but she is always in her bikini and there are many close-up shots of her breasts and butt. And that is true. It's very, I don't know, what can I say? Breasty and butty. Ogling, it's like, titillating. Like, like you know how Michael Bay kind of did that thing in in the first Transformers film with Megan Fox, where he like pans across her like she's a car. Yeah, which is kind like, of. I mean, I I know that um, Bay probably did it in much more of a like pornographic way. But, yeah, Por- um, in a porno way. Yeah, um, but in a way, it was also what they did with um, Catwoman getting on the bike in. Um, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. So even Nolan's guilty. But yeah. what I actually what I would say in Michael Bay's defence is that when he's got a Rock or a Wahlberg or a Jim from the Office who's um, incredibly buff, he will like do the same to them too. So across their abdominals, across their abdominals, slash sex bones. <laughs> The sex so bone. That's, so that's an active sex bone. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, re- ready um, for a number three or perhaps a number four. So yeah, it's good. There's a comedy seagull in it, which which was a really nice touch actually. Um, so she's basically just on this one rock, and there's there's a little seagull that she has little conversations with. That was a really nice touch. It's really well shot. It looks amazing. Oh, let me guess. Does the seal get eaten by the shark? Seagull. Seagull. 
Oh, I thought you said there was also a seal. No, Steven Seagal is also on the rock with her. Yeah, and... And he breaks her wrist. He's officially Seagal because he's by the sea. Yeah, that's right. There is one use of the word fuck in it. Go on. I think it's just like, fuck you, she says to the shark as it's swimming towards her. Um, and the shark and the shark replies like a badass. Replies what? Well, the shark doesn't make any audible noises, does it? Uh, no, unless it's in Jaws for the revenge, <laughs> then it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Jaws for the revenge, when it comes out of the water, it, it makes a roar. It's amazing. As voiced uh, by uh, Sean Connery. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, it is good, but there's a few... There's, like, one sort of thing that it keeps doing, which I guess is... is Give you a bonner. Yeah, it keeps doing that, but what I would say is that she keeps, like, talking to herself and talking the situation to herself so that you know exactly what she's thinking, which is fine, I guess, because you need some kind of, like, narrative in there, but it really makes it, like, really obvious what she is about to do before she does it so it's kind of a no surprise when she actually does it like she'll look at this and then she'll look at that and then she'll think and then she'll say it and then she'll do it and it's kind of like okay I didn't need it you know sort of explicitly yeah quite as explicit but there is there is actually one quite Prometheus bit in it which I liked like dumb stupid action so there's there's two guys surfing and one of them's just been eaten by the shark and instead of getting on his surfboard and going with the tide towards the beach, he starts swimming against the tide to her. Uh-huh. And he is equidistant between shore and rock. Okay. So it makes no sense. <laughs> okay. It sounds like he hadn't thought it through. He certainly didn't. <laughs> you certainly didn't. Well, um, we've come to the end of, of June. We've still got six months to go. So do you want to do the outro? If you want to get in touch with us, go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film. If you want to give us a little bit of feedback about what we're doing or if you want to give us some suggestions for uh, episode lives. content or our lives, then you can get us on uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm at Ultramagic on Instagram and Twitter and Ollie is at Ollie P. Johnson on Instagram and Twitter but he is a twat and if you want to just get us on Instagram and Twitter it's at GOF Podcast so smash up all that stuff what we want from you is opinion slash ideas for us to talk about slash slash contact funny contact contact social contact we we, we want funny contact (laughs) Yeah, we'd like us. We'd like you to contact us in a funny way. Sure. Whoever contacts us in the most funny way will win something. Yeah, agree. Bye. <laughs>